We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the DG Podcast. Happy Thanksgiving Day Eve, uh, for that matter. Uh, obviously, Robert Reynolds, Kobe Pierce from the luxury of his own home. It looks like he is not in his normal grounds. And Juan Daniels, uh, the original GOAT. Like, everybody says Tom Brady's a GOAT. Nah, nah Juan Daniels was a GOAT before the GOAT. <laughs> Just going to leave that there. Now, with that being said, one, we, we started this week off early. Both of y'all have some personal ties to this. Um, clean old-fashioned hate is upon us uh, Saturday. And before we start, I want to ask this. So, in my opinion, this rivalry is becoming a non-rivalry. It feels like, like there's no meaning for it, right? And what I mean by that is Georgia Tech doesn't get pissed off if, if we beat them. And, and all these other, you know, things like that, right? But I want to get y'all's thoughts on that. What what does this mean? What does this rivalry mean for you guys, you know, as you've both played on it in, in this rivalry? Um, I'll say for me, it means absolutely nothing. I mean, I, you know, at my entire time at, at Georgia, we never lost to Georgia Tech. So, you know, I know they call it the clean old-fashioned hate. Speak but, of the uh, damn devil. 6033 <laughs> coming in hot with some factoids already. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kobe I, and. Uh, yeah, I, I've never, I've never lost. I don't even have hate for Georgia Tech. I mean, I, I feel like I, I can root for them and, and not feel anything about it. You know, whether they <laughs> win or lose, it doesn't matter. That it, it never affected me. So I, I don't I mean, know this, about for, for Kobe. Kobe, what do you think? I would say I'm just, just a little different. Um, I don't know when you and Kirby overlapped, but. His big story that he used to always tell the team is on his senior day, they upset Georgia um, for his last game in Sanford ever. So, like, his hatred is just very, very high at all times. And especially when Paul Johnson was there, I mean, he used to hate the fact that we had to waste one day, you know, um, like a whole season we would be planning for Georgia Tech. Like every Monday, the third period of practice, we did Georgia Tech scouts. I don't care if we were playing Florida. 
I don't care if we were playing, you know, whoever. We were working every week getting ready for these guys. And and in that week of Thanksgiving, it's cold. It, he really did a good job building the hate on the team. It's cold. You you wish you were home with mama. You're cut blocking or you're getting cut blocked. You're, you know, all those things. Um, yeah, I, I don't like them. I'm glad Paul Johnson's gone to me there. They're irrelevant now, but I still, I still am. I'm owed some some beat downs for all the times I cut Jordan Davis in the knees and had him land on top of me. I'm still feeling those. I mean, that's a lot of weight on you, man. So of course it would. Uh, God Almighty, what a factoid! Did you <laughs> did you know that in 1893, the year of the first clean old fashioned hate, the Supreme Court ruled that tomatoes are officially vegetables. Man, this is what politicians do. Like, come on, man. In honor of Thanksgiving, J-O-double-G's already telling Juan no pistachio fluff this year. How many that make you feel? I'm going to pass on that. Um, oh, so you didn't even – it don't even matter. No, it, it's, I feel like that about – like how I feel about Georgia Tech. Uh, Juan, uh, Juan and Kobe, uh, Rudes wants to say, can we take a second to admire what is the trophy shelf of the Swolders Kobe is rocking right now? <laughs> Swolders. <laughs> That's Rudes right now. I see it coming. Every every time Rudes comments, I'm just gonna leave that there. You're gonna make me bark. Uh anyways, man. Like so I obviously like I, I think this is a game where as we start our preview, right? I think this is a game where Georgia, as long as you don't come in um, you know, probably, you know, as long as you make it. Right, because it's at home. Right, I'll just make it safe into the stadium, and you should, right, in theory, just demolish this team. Right? Um, yeah. In regards to that, though, right, Georgia Tech doesn't even have a, a, an official head coach. Right, they let go of a Waffle House man. Uh, I think you know probably the reason why Jeff Collins got fired is because he asked for uh, pancakes at the Waffle House. But at the same time, you know, th- it's a different team. So what are we? What do you think? What should we expect to see from Georgia Tech Saturday? Um, as far as I mean, you know, this is this is their national championship. They're gonna, you know, obviously throw the kitchen sink uh, at us, but it's it's just not gonna be enough. Um, you know, it, it, again, it's it's gonna be a pride thing, and and I think you know from a pride standpoint, if they are within you know, 50, 60 points of us, that that's a, a moral victory for them. Good googly moogly. Um, you know, listen, they just beat North Carolina. Now, whether that's a testament to what Georgia Tech is or how bad North Carolina played Saturday, that's for the viewers and listeners to decide. Uh, but that is something to note, right? Like, while Georgia and North Carolina are incomparable, you can still get beat, right? We saw Saturday that it was pure chaos. Georgia has to at least show up a little bit, right? I don't think you can come in there, and, but I don't think Kirby's going to let the guys play down. I, I don't see that happening, whether it rains, because I think, you know, Kobe mentioned before the show that you could see some uh, inclement weather yeah, Saturday. Not, not even could. Like, you, you, oh, would. you're okay. So, yeah, so I we got that chance. It's going to storm on Saturday. You're making roots wet talking about all this wet, uh, all this rain, uh, weatherman. I'm just going to let you know that. Uh, but, no, anyways, I think you look at, right, like 
what opportunities this provides in the run game, right? We took we took Saturday, right? Played in the extreme, like it was really really cold, right? Really cold. But you know, one thing that I look away from this guys is Georgia's played multiple different styles of games and were victorious. I think that's going to help in the uh, in the in the long run in the playoffs, honestly, because. It's not like Georgia's just manhandled every single team. You know what I mean? We've played close. We've come from behind. And I think that's what is more intriguing to me. Uh, I don't see us coming from behind at all here unless you're down three points because they got the ball first. Um, Rudes, Rudes thinks he is literally going to bark. Um, can't be mad about it. Um, Kobe, I want to ask you, though, You know, what do you expect to see Saturday? Yeah, I mean, I think – I think Kirby's going to take the game out of Stetson's hands again. I mean, you could see if it's raining 10 to 14 passes in the whole game, possibly. And you're going to see a heavy dose of leaning on the offensive line, um, you know, challenging them to dominate up front and go and run the ball like you did against um, Kentucky. You know, 240, 250, 300 yards, uh, you know, it, it, it could be a lot. And, and expect if you're up by 24 – 31 expect that that death march to really to really start to to get in and get out he's not going to want this to be a long game he's not going to want it to be you know drawn out he's going to want to get in win get out with as many healthy people as possible because at some at some point it doesn't matter one uh, i want to ask you about this roots roots in the chat uh mentioned earlier do we see back and Kobe brought up a good point, right, where you might see it, the ball get taken out of Setson's hand and just rely on the run game again. I want you to see if you can answer that question for us. Do you see Carson back Saturday? Oh, of course. I mean, we absolutely do. And, you know, and we actually talked a little bit about this offline. I just think that this is probably the best opportunity just to have him start. You know, I mean, do, do you really need a Stetson Bennett for this game? You want to keep him healthy. you got an SEC championship to play next week. You don't want anything crazy, flukish, whatever to happen. But I would take this opportunity because this is going to be Beck's team next year. Why not give him a start against against Georgia Tech? And it's you know, senior day though. I you're just not going to do that. I don't think on senior day to Stetson. Oh, it is senior day. Yeah. yeah so so well, I mean, well, never, never mind about that. Yeah. It, let's just say one one. It's a good Super idea. Yeah. It's a good idea. Honestly, though, you know, why don't we compromise and say that give him a couple drives put up a couple scores and just let Carson have the rest. Yeah. Like, like I, I get it. And honestly, though, maybe it's a situation where Stetson just absolutely – like, I'd, I'd love for this, but just absolutely balls the fuck out, right? Like, I'm, I'm talking just goes off, don't really care because you trust your defense to literally hold them to nothing or whatever, very minimal. You know, I'm, I'm just saying, right? Like, let Stetson just ball the fuck out for a quarter and then – the rest of the way is the backups. And like you said, groom the guys for next year because ultimately that's what's going to happen, right? We saw this early in the season, and I'm, I'm just – I'm here for that. But, you know, Kobe, you brought up senior day, which is going to be quite interesting. I think that's going to be uh, something to hold, behold there. But, uh, one, I think Kobe trumps that with that statement there. Yeah, and I think the um, – I think we were listening to the Kentucky game they were talking about that basically with the win versus Georgia Tech, they'll be the winningest senior class in Georgia history. And then at least it's not Vanderbilt taking it away from you. 
and then it's just playing with house money in the SC championship and the playoffs. So every game you win from here on out, the seniors right now will be the winningest senior class and then some. Explain yourself. If you if you're listening, uh sixty two to three brings up, did you know that Swoldos was part of the biggest margin of victory for Georgia in clean old fashioned hate? Did you know that? Was that at Tech in 19 or was it at home in 18? I think it was at Tech in 19. Probably, dude. We, we demolished them. I think it was like uh, 63. Could be close to 63 to 3, actually. G-O-double-G, uh, I do when I see her. But what she don't know won't hurt her either. So, shh. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. So, I think that is. But Eric Johnson brings up a good point. And welcome to the brigade, Eric. That seems to be a first name that I've – or first time I've seen this name around. So, uh, he says, you have to get these backups ready in garbage time. And like I said, this kind of goes back to the earlier during the season, right? When we saw, uh, you know, Carson Beck come in in Oregon, right, and lead that touchdown drive. And then, you know, then you see – how can I explain it? Then you see uh, – was it – I think it's Char- – or not Charleston Southern, but Sanford, right? Sanford, he operates the offense fi- efficiently. That's the kind of the thing that I think you can see here, right? Listen, the weather might be one thing, but this is a perfect time to get these backups ready. Not just the quarterback, folks. Multiple backups, right? A lot of rotation. Get these guys some playing time. Practice. Cash Jones about to ball the fuck out. Watch. But if you really think about it, I mean, you've been rotating seven to eight offensive linemen all season already. You, Besides your quarterback, I mean, you've seen every running back we have on roster play. You've gone deep into your wide receiver core a time or two. I mean, unless you're talking about Rylan Goody and Brett Seether at tight end, you know, I mean, your D, your defense is constantly rotating to your D-line. And back up OLBs right now, you know, your DBs have been up and down, you know, unless you're going to throw out like Jaheim Singletary here and there or, or you know, Julian um, – Julian – Last name slips me. That's the Rochester. No, <laughs> Julian Rochester. Oh, gone. Julian Humphrey. Julian Humphrey. After, my fault. My fault. After eighteen years, he might have been Julian Rochester. Might have been there when Juan was there back in the day. As long yeah. as Julian was there, <laughs> See, they were they, they they were roomies. No, you know. So I, I do want to bring this question up. So Eric said that the South Carolina South Carolina game would have been good game, Oregon game as well. Well, I look at it this way. Like I said, he did get in one drive, you know, at Oregon. But at the same time, with it being the first game, you want to make sure you get that cohesion and chemistry there. Uh, South Carolina game, you're still, you know, rotating guys in in third game. Um, Albeit the score was, you know, was what it was. Some of this is style points. Um, Just saying. Um, What are y'all laughing at now? Jesus. Will Muschap's kid's been on a milk carton. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, and just, you know, just to touch on what Eric was talking about, but I, I do, I, I really feel like, you know, maybe in this game, you know, let Stetson take the first drive, first series, and, and then just kind of let Carson, because I'm, I'm looking for, for towards the future right now. I, I'm not, you know, obviously I know you guys are a little bit different. I'm going to go ahead and project. We're winning the national championship. I'm not even worried about it. Yeah, However, I'm looking for you know, forward to the future because we don't know what we're going to have at quarterback next year. And and I'd like to see early, um, you know, early what we have. And again, you have the rotation of the backs, you have the rotation of the receivers, the linemen, 
but we haven't had a lot of rotation of those quarterbacks. And I'd like to have, I'd like to have um, Beck play first, second quarter, and then, you know, maybe mid third and then get in Vandergriff. And, and we need to start looking at our future and kind of assessing what we're, what we're going to need at, at quarterback. Um, you know, and, and that's my thing. And what, what better game uh, to do that in, uh, you know, get that out of the way. And then again, go up, you know, and smash LSU and then, you know, win the national championship. Juan, so I have to do this. You, you made a hot take. So is this a one three sixteen moment? Oh, a hundred percent. All right. One hundred percent. One three sixteen says Count it. the dogs are going back to back. That's a one three sixteen moment, folks. We haven't saw that in a hot minute. It is Drake going back to back. Jesus, National for the culture. I love back. it. You you cultured. <laughs> yes, said, sir. Eric, Eric said the Viking Vandergriff needs to get his reps. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, it'd be a good time to do that. But sorry, school. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, um, you know, look. I think ultimately, I think you're going to see a lot of backups, even even walk on guys. Um, would it surprise Would it surprise me to see for maybe the first couple every senior get a start because it's Georgia Tech? No, I think it should happen. By the way. I think it'd be pretty damn cool. Even though Kirby probably won't let that happen 100%, I think it would be pretty damn cool to let each senior that's, you know, honored by senior day start the first rep, whether it be offense or defense. What What do you think? I mean, y'all played through your senior years. What do you think? Would yeah, that be interesting? I'm okay with that. I, I think that that's a, an amazing gesture because, you know, those seniors put in blood, sweat, and tears for four or five years, um, you know, and, and they paid their dues. What a great way to honor them by, you know, allowing them to start. It sure would be cool, but it will never happen. I'll just no, it would definitely be cool. I mean, it'd be beautiful to see, though. I mean, let's be honest. I think, obviously, I think Kirby's and his his championship mentality won't allow that gesture to happen. But there, no doubt play. you could. I mean, no doubt you could against Georgia Tech. You know, there's not a there's not a guy on our on our roster, walk on or not, that couldn't play at Georgia Tech. So to say that, <laughs> you know. I'm just saying to say that you throw them out there, they could handle a snap or two or three, you know, but he won't, I mean, he won't do that. So Eric, Eric's talking about the tight ends outside of Darnell and, and Brock getting reps. And, you know, like I said, ultimately to, uh, to some, the, the backup situation, listen, all three of those guys are going to get some PT. And I think you could honestly see them get some targets. If Kirby decides to at least throw the ball a few times, we'll see. Um, depends on how bad it is, too. Um, good Lord. Pat with, not, with these factoids, man. I, I, I've got to be honest. I was actually in that fight. I was legitimately in that fight. And then in 1994, before the season, I was one of the people on the team that got a letter from the NCAA that said that if I were to get in another fight through the 94 season, that I will be suspended for a few games. So, so. What what one is uh, referencing back to is is a comment by sixty duty three saying, "Did you know there was an infield brawl at the end of the ninety three clean old fashioned hate game? Uh, they know one was coming next year." And were you a, were you a freshman one? No, I was a um, sophomore, I, yeah, I was a red shirt. I was a red shirt freshman. And, um, and so we were up. We were up, and Eric Zyre was actually still on the field. We were up like thirty something, and then. Uh, uh, we were on the field. We threw a touchdown pass, and then they lost it. And the next, you know, we, we were sitting there fighting. Uh, it, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. 
J-O-double-G is about to come in here and say, this is what, you, you know, you, you put time out, basically. I, I see yeah. this coming. Went for it on fourth and one in a blowout. Yeah, it was bad. Savages, savages, barely even human. Yeah, yeah what y'all know about that? Cold-blooded. Bang, bang. All right, guys, let's do this. Players of the game predictions. Who you got? Kobe, I'll let you start first. Who you got? Who's your player of the game? Um, I think it, take your pick at the running backs. Kenny McIntosh. I think Kendall Milton showed us a lot that he's getting healthy again. You know, the Dejon Edwards death march. I think I think he's going to lean heavily on your running backs this game. Um, so any of the three of them, I think, are going to have a, a big game. And then if it's raining as hard as it's going to, you're going to have to stop. Um, you're going to have to stop Georgia Tech's run game. Give me Dumas Johnson to have a big game, a lot of tackles. You know, I think he was kind of a surprise to some people to see that he's a finalist for the, um, you know. Buckus. Yeah. So it just – I think a couple people are shocked that he's a finalist as as his stats may not be where the rest of the guys are that were finalists. But I, I think his leadership um, and, and what he does for our defense is, is going to kind of shine through. Man, oh, man. Eric Johnson asked Juan, you weren't giving those Georgia Tech nerds uh, George Pickens choke slams, were you? No, no. But, I mean, I was definitely I was definitely giving some some fisticuffs. That's what we said back in my day, back in the that, – That sounds like 1800s early. word right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah fisticuffs, yeah. <laughs> Fits the bill perfectly. Yeah. Just going to leave that there. I can, I can see – I can see – this is this is a picture of Juan in the fight, by the way, since we got it pulled up. Juan sitting there just holding his cane, looking at everybody, fighting them with his eyes. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, Juan, who do you got in this game, man, as far as players of the game? You know who what? This is a crapshoot. I, I don't even know who to, go, who to go with, to be honest with you. Um, anybody could take it to the to the house on the offense, so I can't really pick anybody. Defensively, we're going to absolutely stomp them out. So I, I'm going to just give it – this is going to be a team. This is going to be a team game ball. Or team. Bad old man. Yeah, it's, Sorry. I've got so whole teams gonna get a trophy after this game. Yeah, everybody participation yeah. trophy. Yeah, literally the governor's cup. Everybody's gonna be taking pictures with the governor's cup. That's right. I, right. I, I, how many how many whiteboards, Kobe, are gonna be held up saying we run this state? Not as many in years past. A few, but I mean, like at some point, Georgia Southern's a better team than Georgia Tech. Like, yeah. you know, you could Mercer maybe even could beat. Georgia Tech. I just don't know if they're really number two in the state anymore. No, it's not even close, man. Uh, it's not even close. Georgia so, State, I think, can honestly beat Georgia Tech. Not, no, in all seriousness, that's not a bullshit statement. That is a pro- possible fact. Um, Pat says his player of the game for Tech will be the weather. <laughs> He's not wrong either. Yeah. Just like Tennessee um, game. Yeah. Oh, oh. No, the, gra- the grass. The grass was a the, oh. yeah. Grass was player of the game. The grounds, the grounds crew, if you will, try to say that five times fast, but no, you know, look, I'm, I'm giving, give me, um, I think this is a perfect time for Michael Williams to ball out. Um, he, listen, you, y'all seen how he is, man. My, he has, he has excelled in pass rush, right? He has excelled in pass rush. I think he gets home because you're going to force Georgia Tech to try to have to throw the ball like early and often, right? Um, they don't have Gibbs anymore, so you're not worried about the run game as much. And if that's the case, your pass rush is going to pin their ears back. And, and what better way for Michael to, you know, solidify a 
solid, you know, freshman campaign with a couple sacks. I think it can happen easily. Listen, we saw what happened against um, Kentucky, if I'm not mistaken, or was it uh, Tennessee? I forgot what game it was. But he blew past the tackle. It may have been the Tennessee game. I think that was the game where his his sack got called back and they got a first down. But he just off the ball is ridiculous. There's no question about it. It's just all over the place. It's immediate off the ball. Give me Michael Williams on defense. And, you know, offense, everybody, you know, everybody's going to say the running backs and you're not wrong at all. But give me Darnell Washington. The reason why I say that is because he's going to set some key blocks that's going to hit some guys on the uh, hit their head on the goalpost. It's coming. Um, good lord, what a what a damn fat is this? This ain't, this is a factoid day here. Speaking of weather, did you know Georgia Tech? Did you know Georgia Tech punted on first down every time in 1927 to put Georgia's offense in the deep mud during a storm? Where that's is he? God, that's outstanding, man. That's that's outstanding. Jesus, Joel said we have Paul Harvey up in here. Oh my God, these factoids are. Listen, he, we challenged Pat to come on and, and bring them. Right, the fact that he came, he came loaded with factoids. This is beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. I like I like hashtag Pat facts. Pat facts. Okay, we'll have to make that a hashtag. Add that to the um, add that to the book. <laughs> Eric said the player of the game were the tears of the Georgia Tech fans. What fans? <laughs> there, yeah, that's true. Like I think I think what happens is Georgia Tech has to bring folks like common like the the usuals from like a local Waffle House to this to the game. They're just, they're just stand-ins. You get you get credit if you show up. You know, yeah, you get like a speaking of stand-ins, it's a little bit different though. You remember one when when Stanford had trees in the stands during the COVID years? Yeah. That yeah. was rough. That was rough. That was, that was ugly, man. It was actually all of Pac-12 and all the ACC teams didn't have any. I mean, it was just nothing. Just terrible. Oh, my God. That'd be, that'd be hard to go to a game and play and there's nobody in the stand. That, that would just be terrible. Like, I'm not going to bash on that. I can't do that. Like, Stanford didn't Stanford didn't earn that shit talk. Like, no, nah, not here. We're talking Georgia Tech. Now, at the same time, another Pat fact, Jesus, we are in both Georgia Tech fight songs, but they are not in ours. We don't worry about them. Jesus, man, what? This is some, guys, this is top-notch info. This is some really good stuff, man. This really is, man. Like, we come to talk football, and we're getting more, we're, 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 we're learning today. What are we bargained for, right? Yeah. Pat's learning us some stuff. All right, so another – God almighty, man. KTG13 has the greatest Wi-Fi on the planet. Probably right. That's why there's yeah. a hashtag KTG Wi-Fi. It's going to leave that there. Um, guys, y'all ready for uh, Rivalry Week picks? Y'all ready for that? Do it. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break. On the flip side, we are going to break down the Rivalry Week picks. Stay tuned. And we're back, folks. It is rivalry week all across college football, and we're covering. We're coming in hot with some good ones. Um, first off, this segment is brought to you by our friends over at BetUS. Listen, go to dgdpodcast.com. Look for the BetUS logo. So scroll down, click the BetUS logo, and get 125% sign-up bonus when you use code DGD125 
when you sign up and put your first deposit in. Uh, listen, it's easy money, folks. If you know what you're doing, and I'm sure you do because you watched the show. With that being said, though, you may want to be careful after this past week because the standings, uh, guys, this was rough. All right, this was rough with two Fs. Um, the brigade, Kobe, and myself went five for five. We were dead even. This is the epitome of mid. Um, now, it didn't help that a lot of chaos happened, and I do mean a lot of it. Um, Juan went four and six. Mm, couldn't be me. I've been in last so for a week. It's okay. Actually, I've been last the whole season. Not going to go there, neither here nor there. Uh, Brigade and Wanners tied now uh, for the lead. 81 and 39 on the season with a 68% clip. Uh, Kobe is three picks behind, 78 and 42 with a 65% clip. And I am six games back, 75 and 45, 63% clip. Hey, 63-3. I'm just, hey, that's perfect. It's perfect. What was one? You just got to pick better, man. It's what the brigade. I know. I, I have to. I'm, I'm, I'm sad that I'm tied with brigade. Y'all just wait. You're going to wait for these picks this week. Yeah. I, right. I, think, I'm gonna, I think I'll pull away this week. <laughs> okay. I, I may even pull away from brigade this week looking at some of the picks. <laughs> oh, it's going to get, it's going to get juicy. <clears throat> First one Tennessee and Vanderbilt. Tennessee coming off of an embarrassment. We talked about this Monday. Uh, not sorry for your loss of all fans. Uh, Vanderbilt on a two-game win streak, folks. It is Dorvember. It is Dorvember. Oh, my goodness. Kobe, who you got first? Who you got in that game? After watching Vandy last week, or the past two weeks, really, but especially last week against Florida, um, I expect this to kind of be a high-scoring affair. Um, I, you know, I expect the Vols to put up some points. Um, Tennessee's going to, we know they're going to put up some points. Um, you know, hate Hendon Hooker's hurt. It just really kind of takes away. I think that I read somewhere that he's like 100 yards away from being the all time leading passer in Tennessee history. Um, you know, you had to think he'd have got it done this week against Vandy. But um, I think the Vols kind of bounce back, um, you know, score 55 and, you know, put a band aid on what, what could have been a great season and beat the Volunteers. Juan, go for it. Who you got? I tell you what, Vandy's picking it up. They beat a physical Kentucky team, uh, which was which was shocking. Um, and and they're playing at high level. Michael Wright is 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 doing very well right now. He's back at QB. Like uh, like Kobe said, Hendon Hooker is is out, so they have a a backup quarterback. So this game will probably be a lot closer. Um, I would say Tennessee by maybe thirty five. Man, y'all come on now. Listen. Hendon Hooker, Hendon Hooker being out of this game it is a game changer, man. Like, no, that quarterback, the other quarterback wasn't bad. I, I don't trust, dude. I trust, I trust Milton less than a wet fart, man. Stop playing. Hey, man, I ain't saying it's going to be a blowout like Juan. I'm saying Fandy's going to score a lot of points. Tennessee's going to score a lot of points. I'm just saying Tennessee's going to win. Give me Vanderbilt. Give me Vanderbilt, man. This was dead even. This was dead even. So we had to go to a recount. Um, the 50% shows that it was a, a push until we did the recount. Um, yeah, apparently the burners helped. Um, the, br the brigade, so the brigade has Vanderbilt in the recount, which is why you saw, if you're watching, the 50% and the Vanderbilt. On the recount, the Vanderbilt actually took over Tennessee. So 
the brigade and myself are taking Vanderbilt, I do think that it's going to get interesting to see how how Milton runs that offense. Honestly, you think I, four weeks ago you'd ever pick Vanderbilt? To be absolutely to not. Absolutely not. But I'm I'm here for it. All right, I'm here for it. Um, next game, next matchup, the Egg Bowl tomorrow, Thanksgiving Day, Mississippi State, Ole Miss. Uh, the turkey might honestly put you to sleep for this, and nobody would care. Um, with that being said, Kobe, who do you got in this one? I got, I got, um, in what could be, you know, Lane Kiffin's last game as the head coach of Ole Miss. I got the Fighting Wands down there <laughs> in in to beat uh, the Pirate in Mississippi State. Right, I think you're being Ole too Miss, literal here. You're being I too think, literal. I think Ole Miss um, kind of bounces back from what really was just an embarrassment last week against Arkansas. Um, you know, they're the better team. They should have should have dominated that game, um, and, and they just didn't. It, it kind of – I don't really know what happened to them. Just kind of all got to them in a, in a bad place. But I think they beat Mississippi State this week. One, who do you got, sir? Yeah, get, give me Ole Miss. I, I know that they're going to – you know, they're going to lack some focus. I think this was something that we talked about last week. Just they're going to lack some focus based off of these rumors about him going to Auburn. But I, I think that they pull it out. I mean, that's – you know, I just don't see Mississippi State winning this game. I think even with even with um, even with Lane Kiffin's head outside of this game, they just have too much to stop the Mississippi State can stop the run, but I, I just think that uh, I think Ole Miss is too much. So give me the Fighting Wands as well in this. Sixty-four um, percent of the brigade has the Wands as well. Um, <clears throat> like I said, I don't I don't think I'm a watch. Well, I'll, I'll probably watch it because it's. You know, it's football, but I guarantee it'll get overshadowed because of NFL. Uh, LSU taking on AM. God, this sounded good before the season, but my God, or during the middle. Well, no, I wouldn't even say that. AM's been hot dog shit. So um, before the season, I think it would have been good, but we have this game here. LSU could, right, could ride this game through and, and lead to the SEC championship. Uh, Kobe, who you got in this one? If, if Texas A&M was even a average team, I would say that this game would be interesting because you could catch LSU in this weird spot of you're already guaranteed to win the West. Like you could be looking ahead to Georgia in the SC Championship game next week. You know, you could have an opportunity to kind of slip and Texas A&M surprise you. But man, just watching Texas A&M play, watch them play against UMass, watch them play against Miami, Marshall, they have no offense. At all. Like, I think LSU scores 21 points. They win this game easily. I think LSU dominates this game. I think Jaden Daniels is way too much for them to handle. I don't think Texas A&M moves the ball at all. I think Harold was Harold Perkins. I mean, he's just going to have a heyday on, on sacks. So, LSU rolls big in this one. One. I'm going to give you guys a, a not so fast. Um, you know, Texas four and seven right now. They are they're fighting for their lives. You know, Jimbo, where he started and, and where he is right now, he's on the hot seat. He does not want to be on the hot seat. What better way to just to kind of, you know, make up for it by beating a Texas, I'm sorry, by beating LSU, even though they're not going to a ball game. So this is going to be a lot closer. Um, and I think that they're going to put up a fight and only lose by 35 this game. God, Juan, you deceitful man, you. 
<clears throat> nah, fuck this. LSU's gonna five is Juan's magic number. Yeah. Nah, give me the give me the fight and text Zaggies. I, I want to go to a midnight yell practice just to do it with him. Woo! Whatever it is. Nah, LSU's about to steamroll the skull. Fuck them. That's it's that simple. <laughs> Not suitable for work notice, by the way. Uh, yeah, nah, it's gonna get ugly. Uh, Brigade thinks so too. 84%. Who in the blue hell picked AM in this? Like, do I have some AM fans that are trying to hijack shit or something? Adonis is who. Oh my God. This is a closet. Adonis, Adonis is a closet. Everyone but Georgia messes up the brigade every week. I swear to God, he, he, he is a closet fan of anyone that even thinks about other than Georgia, though. Yeah. 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 I want Adonis to come in here. Face the facts. Let's go. Verdict's here in. Comes, here comes Adonis's game right here. Pull it up. Uh oh! <laughs> what is he gonna do? <laughs> what? What will Adonis? What will? What will Black Adonis do? Monte, Monte is. Oh my God! It, you know what though? Y'all say who will he pick? It doesn't matter yeah. who he picks. He is a state of Florida fan. He is he, going to win. He just either. He way. just hopes both teams have fun. Yeah, he, he's gonna be in the hot tub with champagne, strawberries, everything. I mean, it's gonna be a blast for him. So apparently the brigade is paging Black Adonis. Um, you've been called out. Defend yourself. Yeah, I'm telling you right now. So I don't care if he comes in at our last game. If I see Black Adonis in the chat, we're coming and pulling this back up. Just, I'm just <laughs> letting y'all know. <laughs> Kobe, who you got in this game? Well, I just think it's great that they're letting these two mediocre programs play on a Friday night like the high school teams they are. And as much as it hurts me, I'm going to pick Florida State to beat Florida in this game. I mean, Florida just got beat by Vandy. And I just – I don't see the culture at Florida bouncing back from that loss to propel them to beat um, Florida State this week in Tallahassee on a Friday night. Just a lot of weird things kind of going on. Um, give me Florida State. Juan, who do you got in this? Give me Florida on this one. I think Anthony Richardson, you know, that Florida, just from a prize standpoint, I mean, you know, for the longest time, Florida State has actually been the little, little brother. Like, you know, not even the middle little, but just the little, little brother. And I don't see anything changing. Uh, give, give me Florida. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I had to I had to personally summon Adonis here now. Um, 
this is this is this is too much. This is too much entertainment not to try to bring him in here. <laughs> Man, I don't know about you, but <clears throat> Florida Florida's going to be singing some Michael Jackson after this, uh, saying how they got hit by a smooth Seminole. Uh, Florida State big in this game, folks. Big in this game. I'm just going to leave that there. Uh, 80% of the brigade has Florida uh, State as well. Uh, with that being said, uh, Paul Meadow Bowl, folks. Paul Meadow Bowl, South Carolina, Clemson. Uh, listen, South Carolina is coming off of a statement win for Beamer Ball. What does that mean, though? Uh, Kobe, I'm going to let you start off. Who do you have in this? Uh, y'all are going to enjoy a little back and forth between me and Juan here. Um, I think that last week the Clemson – or the South Carolina game, full of emotion, you know, a lot of points scored. You beat a team that, that your coach doesn't like their coach. You don't like them. All you've heard all week is how you're going to get dominated. We all sat here and talked about how you're going to get dominated. And, and you went out and you scored – 63 on them. You scored almost every time you had the ball. I think you punted one time. Um, but I think that high is too high to bounce back from the very next week. You bring in another top 10 program. I know Clemson isn't that good. They're not that good offensively. I don't think they're great defensively, but I just think in Death Valley, you know, "Quote unquote playoffs on the line." I think Clemson's going to get it done. I think they're going to beat South Carolina. I think South Carolina's going to be a little flat coming in. You know, still kind of just worn out from all that emotion last week. One, who do you have, sir? Clemson is synonymous with trash compactor, and I just cannot pick a trash compactor. I just can't. So give me South Carolina. Don't y'all know, man? Don't y'all know? So you literally had an offense, offensive performance that legitimately was record breaking for a program. And then you have to face your rival. So there's a lot of momentum generated from that one game. Until proven otherwise, however, give me the taters. Give me the taters. Now, Brigade is with Juan here, 52%. It's close. It is close. I'm with Kobe, though, man. Listen, I don't care that Clemson is playing a subpar season for what it's worth. I still think they're too much for South Carolina at this point. And I know there's a bunch of Gamecock fans that are probably pissed off and at me right now. But listen, one thing that you know I look at is your offensive line had the game of their lives this past Saturday. It's extremely difficult to replicate that. Especially when you have, you know, when you have, you know, guys like Brian Brzee and Miles Murphy there that excel at pass rush, right? Do we know if Marshawn Lloyd will play? We don't know. They want to. They're saying they're going to, but will Shane Beamer play them is the question. You know, does, you know, if Marshawn Lloyd could run all over Clemson, but you have to really be mindful that Brian Brzee and Miles Murphy and all these guys at Clemson to have as pass rushers. They're good, and you're playing in Death Valley. I think that matters too. I, I definitely think that matters. They went to, you know, they went to Columbia 
and shut them out, if I'm not mistaken, last year. Even playing down, I, I think you have to be careful because now you're not, you know, listen, you provided an excellent home field advantage to Tennessee. They'll tell you that it wasn't. They'll challenge you to a neutral field battle, but it don't matter. Now you're going on the road to your biggest rival. Like that's that's going to be that's a hostile ass place to play. So give me the Taters. Um, let's see. Next one, Civil War. They don't want to say that, but I don't give a shit. It's a Civil War to me. Oregon taking on Oregon State in a actually a good high profile Pac-12 matchup. Kobe, who you got in that one? Yeah, I just think that Oregon's too much for them. I think that you know. Dan Lanning had his first year head coach slip against Washington, you know, made made maybe a questionable call, had a guy fall down. I mean, I really think Oregon could still be a one-loss team just to us. I think that they they play too good a defense and too fast of offense for Oregon State to keep up with. And it's a game Bo Nick's going to dominate and keep my, my little sleeper Heisman pick alive. Juan, who do you got, sir? Um, I'm, I'm going to go with Oregon, but this is going to be a close game. Oregon State actually has really good defense. They played USC. USC won 17 to 14. So to keep a high power offense like USC's to that, um, you know, that Oregon State does have a, a very good defense. They um, pulled out a miracle against one of the top teams in Stanford. They threw like a last second Hail Mary pass and ended up, you know, winning it at the end. So, uh it's going to be close, but just give me Oregon just to kind of squeak this one out. Oregon State is actually playing a really damn good brand of football right now. I just think that it really depends on Bo Nix again, right? Bo Nix played against Utah, hurt and visibly injured, and still managed a way to win that game in a, in a, in a nail-biter, but still managed. If Bo Nix is healthier, right, we don't know yet, but if he is – that can expand their offense to make it more difficult to game plan against, right? If if Bo Nix is hindered again, right? I think you st- he's still shown that he can make make things work. So how does that look? I, I just ultimately think that it's too much for Oregon State to overcome. Listen, anything can happen in this game. It's been proven. So we'll see. But just give me Oregon in this game, uh, and to the tune of ninety one percent, the brigade thinks the same. So. Don't count out Oregon State in this. That 91% could be very misleading is all I'm going to say on that one. Um, Now for a big-time matchup, folks. Playoff implications for real this time. Notre Dame taking on Southern Cal in Los Angeles. Who you got in that one? Kobe. I I just think in in Juan watches a lot more pack than I than I do definitely, but I just think that USC's offense is too much, even for as good as Notre Dame has been, kind of down the stretch. Um, Juan always kind of says you can't can't pick a team that lost to the mighty Stanford. So, Juan, what do you say, sir? <laughs> yeah, give give me USC. Um, you know. Uh, Notre Dame has been playing some good and inspired football and it's, it's, it's a big time rivalry. So it's, it's going to be, you know, uh, something that they're going to take to heart, but Caleb Williams, Jordan Addison, though, they're just going to be too much. The only thing that's going to really help Notre Dame is Travis die going down, but then they also have Austin Jones. That's going to be there too, who, who actually came from the almighty Stanford. He transferred out last year. So um, they're, they're not going to, they're not going to skip a beat. I, I think USC is going to win big. 
I'm going to tell you right now, I chose my pick based off of Juan, so give me USC. He's 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 a winner. I, I need to be that mentality. Fifty nine percent of the brigade has South Carolina, uh, not South Carolina. That was that's a debate. Uh, USC on this one as well. Um, now we preview the Iron Bowl. Auburn taking on Alabama and Tuscaloosa. Oh my goodness, where do we start with this one? Um, Kobe, who do you got in that one? I think Alabama um, is going to come in and, and roll big. I mean, I think Auburn's playing pretty in, in inspired behind Cadillac as their interim coach. But I think you, you're going to see that this senior class for Alabama is going to feel disappointed after the year they've had. Bryce Young's going to be mad because, I mean, he's probably the best quarterback Alabama's ever had to not win a national championship. You know, I, I could see them coming in and, and making a statement against Auburn. Statement with 10 penalties instead of 17 at home? Okay. Juan, who you got? Here, here's one of those games that it doesn't matter the record. You can throw out the record. It's going to be, you know, big-time football. It's a huge, huge rivalry. And like Kobe said, these guys are playing inspired football under Cadillac. So look for Cadillac to take Auburn and just drive them off a cliff in a big-time loss. So I'm going Alabama. Juan is full of deceit and swerving people out of their uh, out of their seats here. Uh, I'm going with this factoid here. Nobody gives a shit about the Iron Bowl this year specifically. Mm. Um, with that being said, I had to pick. So give me Alabama, I guess, because it's at Tuscaloosa. If it was Jordan Hare, anything could happen. But, yeah, just going to leave that there. 82% of the brigade has Alabama over Auburn in this one. Uh so we we do this with fun, but I think this was a serious one here, folks. This could get interesting. Uh, Michigan, Ohio State. That this is this is a big time game. We've been waiting all season for this because both teams are on a collision course to actually play somebody for the first time outside of Penn State, if that. So, you know, this one's an interesting game. Kobe, who you got in this one? I'll uh, phone a phone a friend to um, Pat Fact to hear if Blake Corum is going to play. Because that, I think, to, as of today, is the biggest question mark of this game for me. I think we've seen what Michigan can do when he's in there and when he's healthy. And then we saw last week what they can kind of do when he is not in there, That you know, when they're having to lean on the passing game to, to win a game. Um, I think Michigan gets it done. I think they beat Ohio State back-to-back -back years. I think it's going to be, you know, one for one – for, um, the memory books. I think it'll be a close game, back and forth, kind of come down to something last second, like a field goal or a touchdown. But I think Michigan pulls it out. Um, you know, me and Juan been talking all year that we just don't think Ohio State is is as good as people tend to believe and give them credit for due to the logo, you know, on their jersey or helmet. So I think Michigan wins. Well, I know you got in this one. I agree with Kobe. I think Michigan wins. One of the things that Ohio State struggles with is they struggle with, uh, you know, physical, a physical secondary getting their hands on the receivers. And uh, you saw that against Penn State. Penn State really, really shut down those receivers. Uh, and then Ohio State ended up, ended up winning late. They both struggled as of late. And yeah, I agree with you about Blake Corum, but I just see Michigan just being more physical and I see them harassing um, uh, CJ uh, in, in this game. Um, and they're going to pull out the victory. Pat fact, from a reliable Michigan fan, Blake is likely what he's hearing. So, obviously, this 
this pick derives from that prediction, right? We're making a prediction, <clears throat> excuse me, three days out, I think at least it's Wednesday. So, you know, right now this, this game, these picks can be very, you know, I don't know how to explain it. You have to just go with your gut here. Um, and I went with Ohio state in this one. And the reason why I say that is because without Blake Corum, Michigan is just average to me. They looked completely average against an, an awful Illinois team, in my opinion. Like, they did not look good without Blake Corm. And, and and the way that they won that game without him, you know, is it, huge. Like, that's a telltale sign for me. What is – what if Blake Corm does play, do you, have, do you expect him to be 100%? Absolutely not. But what is – what percentage are we seeing and how, what kind of output are we getting is the question there, Right. So I'm taking Ohio State in this one just because I just don't know, even if, you know, if he's not 100%, what does that mean? Uh, obviously, the weather could play a part here, right? Both teams kind of struggle in the bad weather, or at least Ohio State did when it was um, looked like a literal monsoon. Uh, Ohio State has favored for the brigade at 71% as well. So the brigade thinks that it don't matter, I guess. Um, you know, that is what it is. Uh yeah, so that's – listen, either way, that game's going to be – listen, whoever wins that game obviously locks themselves into the playoffs, period. Um, but let's move on to the last and the best. Oh, the nerds versus the dogs. Oh, my goodness. Kobe, who you who, who do you have winning this game, sir? I got us running for almost 400 yards possibly Ooh. on the ground on Saturday. I mean, it, it – I just don't think anything they can do is going to stop you. Now, buckle up. I think they're going to throw everything they got at you. Trick plays, reverses, you know, fake punts. Anything they can do to gain an advantage, expect them to do, you know, all day. If it's fourth and one, I could see them running up, going for it, you know, quick snap, just trying to catch you off guard, you know, like we talk about. It's their Super Bowl. You have a chance you know, in their eyes, they have a chance to be bowl eligible, a chance to ruin your season. But we all know that neither of those things are true. If you show up, play your game, take care of the ball. That was a big thing I saw in the chat earlier. You know, especially if it's raining, you're leaning on these running backs. We've been a little butterfingered with the ball sometimes. Um, I, I think Georgia rolls big, but I don't know if we roll as big as my original score prediction was. Um if it's raining, I could see some early death marches from from Coach Smart to try to get out of here healthy. Juan, who do you have, sir? Uh, just give me a hashtag Pat Fact Special. Mm. Sixty-three to three. This mm. is I'm stamping it. Oh my God, it's happening! Everybody, stay calm. I got that vibe right there immediately. Um, listen, give me Georgia Tech to get absolutely skull-fucked by the dogs, rain or shine. If you seriously thought that I was going to say Georgia Tech in general, you must not understand me. <laughs> you must, uh, Listen, I un yeah, come on. So Kobe has it initially 56-3. to Juan called his Pat special. I got 52 to nothing. Um, I think you can see 52 points up even with the rain just because of how poor a set defense is to stop the run. They can't stop it. They can't stop it. So you might see 
you know, several chunk touchdown runs, right? It, there's a good chance that you could see that. So I think 52 is doable, even in the rain. I really do. And honestly, even with backups, Cash Jones could run for a touchdown, folks. He's already ran for one this year. Give him a second, by God. Give him a second. Pat Facts. I, I love these. We're just, just going to do Pat Facts when they come. The only thing that would make this game interesting would be if Tech brings live mascots. I think they're probably – I don't even know what the – I don't even know what to think about that, but it's too cold for them, ain't it? Am I wrong for that? I don't, I don't even know. Uh, Juan looks so interested in this Georgia Tech bringing bees to the stadium. I don't, <laughs> Juan don't even see the comment underneath saying he's the GOAT, and that's the Pat fact. Like I, said, <laughs> I, I, think, I think you're about to make Pat bark. Just say the GOAT. That's all you got to do. GOAT. Anyways, uh, busy slate, obviously, for this weekend. Starting off, what, tomorrow? You got the Egg Bowl Friday. There's actually a good slate of games there. Saturday, obviously, y'all know all day. Uh, if you're trying to watch the game, I want to say it's what? Uh, is, it, is it ESPN at noon? I think it is. Or is it SEC Network at noon? I forgot which one it was. Pat Facts, I need, I need that. Which channel? I think it's – I feel like it's ESP. It's probably not. It's probably like ESPN Plus or something because Georgia Tech's sorry ass. Um, anyways, noon kickoff. If you're going, dress warm and, and dress for the rain, right? Uh, any last remarks, guys, before we wrap this thing up for the day and enjoy this Thanksgiving holiday? Y'all have a, a great Thanksgiving, man, and go, and go Dogs. This weekend. What, Kobe? A lot of good football on this weekend. Man, Enjoy yeah. it. No, you know what, no, man? Yeah, listen, for people trying to go out on Black Friday shopping, be careful because there's some stupid motherfuckers out here. All right? I'm just going to leave it there. There's some stupid people out here. Ain't no reason to get into a fight. Wait for Cyber Monday. Shit. Wait for yeah. Cyber Monday, man. Even better deal sometimes. With also, that being said. Uh, real quick, Black Adonis, enjoy your time at the game. Um, and I know you'll be there sitting VIP. It's, it's, oh, my. All right, Pro. ESPN. It is ESPN at Florida, noon. Florida State. Florida, Florida State. All right, we, I heard. I heard they're going to let him ride out on the horse. The best. The best part about it, he's going to be in Tallahassee doing a gator chop with the damn. <laughs> I can see. I can see him now. He's, he's going nah, he to he dress up as Osceola. He's going to be dressed up as Osceola doing a gator chop. He <laughs> don't know what to do. He don't know he's what to the, do. He's got on the split shirt right down the middle. How <laughs> <divided>. <laughs> it's just him. I gotta, dude, we got to get him on Monday. We got to get him on Monday to talk about that game. Tell him about his experience. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a game. All right, obviously, folks, for next week, Monday, we're going to be here talking this game. Uh, recap the regular season. And then Wednesday – it's all head, all, all steam ahead, folks. SEC championship preview uh, Wednesday. Just letting y'all know, getting y'all some, getting y'all some mentality, uh, get some, you know, mental preparation, if you will. With that being said, have a great day, safe travels, happy Thanksgiving. Be careful for Black Friday. With that being said, Kobe, Juan, Robert, heading out. Go dogs. We'll catch y'all next time. Go dogs. Go dogs.